Hey guys, this is Life with a Side of Fries. I'm Lexi. And I'm Emma. We hope you enjoy a little sneak peek into the crazy world we call life. You know what I've realized? What? Not a lot of people sell milkshakes anymore. Hmm. Like, and I mean... For at least a person who lives in this small town, it's very hard to find a milkshake that's not Dairy Queen. And see, here's the thing. like Milkshakes used to be such a diner, small-town food. It used to be, like, the food. Like, in the 50s, what did you do? You went and got milkshakes. Right. Mm. And, like, the only milkshake... I mean, there's there's different places we can get milkshakes. Um, like, Mark's, but that's a strictly summer place. And yep. Dairy Queen. And that's about it. That's about it. You're not wrong. And so, like, if you're just like, I want a milkshake, and, like, in the winter, that's it. You just have to sit there and think about it. That's true. <laughs> you just have to sit there and wistfully look out your window and be like, I want a milkshake. Yep. Where's my milkshake? Yep. It's sad. But here's the thing. You know that song? Like, More, but yeah. 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 Like, no boys want to come to your yard in the middle of December because it's snowy and cold. Even if you have a milkshake. So it makes sense that milkshakes would be, like, a summer thing, but it still doesn't even in the go extinct. Yeah, even in the summer, they're not as popular anymore. And then other people will be like, oh, my God, you know, like, what are you saying? Milkshakes are super popular. And, yeah, they are still very popular, but they're not as, like... They're not like, you don't just go to a diner and get milkshakes like true. people used to, and it makes me sad. Maybe we were born in the wrong decade. I know I was. And in light of that serious topic, we're going to dive into a serious topic this week that I think we could all use some, some time in. Now, in the wise words of Sebastian the Crab, uh... The human world, it's a mess. And we're going to talk about it. As you guys all probably know, and if you don't, you've been living under a rock or somehow some blissful, ignorant island. There's a pandemic going around. The whole world is shutting off, closing down, and someone needs to find the on and off switch (laughs) to reset it. Push it. (laughs) Um, So I think this episode we're all just going to talk about some things that have helped us through this crazy time. Some yeah. encouraging words, hopefully. Maybe a little bit of advice if you would like to take it that way. Um, and maybe just to get this off of our chest because the only thing people are doing about it is eating junk food and doing push-ups. <laughs> Everyone including us. Yep. <laughs> well, <laughs> junk food. We tried the push-ups and failed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right. No, don't talk oh, us yeah, up. We it. failed. <laughs> That's true. So we're going to start off this episode and this segment um, with a few things that have helped us stay level, uh, level-headed, level-hearted in the midst of all of this. Um, do you want to start us off, Emma? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so a rule that I have is um, don't ask what if. Just don't sit there and be like, well, what if I can't work? What if I can't pay the bills? What if I can't pay rent? What if this doesn't end? Because that just stresses me out, and it just makes life a whole lot worse. Um, 
or plus it's not it's just not a godly character to ask what if um what we should all be doing is just taking those what ifs and handing them to god and just being like i'm okay with whatever you have in store because it is your perfect plan and i'm not gonna ask what if or question your judgment on what you're doing i'm just gonna say it's yours and i praise you for it yeah that's good yeah something that helps me is to let myself feel things so instead of pushing them all away and being like oh like you you can't feel frustrated you can't feel sad you can't feel lonely you can't feel any of these things right I I find myself having to give myself time and space to to feel those things and then to give them to Jesus. So mm-hmm. so when you know those feelings of anxiety come forth, it's uh, it's like all right, recognize that that's what you're feeling and then give it up instead of just shoving it down mm-hmm. and pretending that it doesn't exist mm-hmm. because then I just get all of this built up, all and of these built up feelings, up all once. of these yeah, and all of these emotions. And I have nowhere to put them. There's yeah. nowhere to categorize them. There's no way to sort them. It's all at once. Somebody gets it. Yep. And, and so I have to let myself feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good thing not to just close yourself off. Because yeah. it is not better, I promise <laughs> you. Um, and then another one of my rules is to uh, take care of yourself. Mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Um... I feel like the world right now is kind of split into a 50-50 of, I'm going to just eat junk food and watch Netflix, and I'm going to work out so that when I leave this quarantine, I'm going to be ripped. Um, and I think you should get, allow yourself to do both. Um, take days to relax. Take days to chill out, do nothing, eat goldfish crackers and cheese and stream cheese. Don't care about anything. Throw on some sweatpants and not wash your hair. But you should also eat a salad and get some fresh air and take a walk and do hopefully what you would usually do, just not in public. <laughs> yeah. Put on real pants. Put on real pants. Take care of yourself so that you still feel like a human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Something else that's helped me is to do one thing each day that is what I want to do. So so adding something into my routine, a 30-minute chunk of time where I can play guitar or I can read a book that isn't assigned for school or I can watch a YouTube video that I wouldn't normally watch or something that I get to choose mm-hmm. um, that isn't the schoolwork that I have to do, that isn't cooking or eating, <laughs> and that isn't sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. Um, and just adds that, even that little bit of structure. Um, and the ability to say, I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. Even if it's still very small as just in there playing your guitar for 15, 20 minutes. Exactly. Yeah. It still gives you some control over a situation. Absolutely. And for those listening, we would like you to go on our Instagram and please DM us some of the rules you have set up or things that have helped you Stay level-headed, calm, and connected in a time where no one is (laughs) level-headed, no one's calm, and we've all lost connection. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Next, we are going to move into, um, actually, we're going to dive into the Bible um, and some things that, in the Bible, reflect what we're feeling, what Jesus says, and, and some words of encouragement. 
first little bit of the Bible that we're going to dive into is Lamentations chapter 1. Um, now we would um, advise if you have a Bible near or you have your phone, if you could just pause this and go read the entire chapter. But we've only picked out two verses that we kind of want to focus more on. Um, and the first chapter, or the first verse, sorry, is um, chapter 1 verse 2. It says, she weeps bitterly in the night with tears on her cheeks among all her lovers. She has none to comfort her. All her friends have dealt treacherously with her. They have become her enemies. So we chose Lamentations specifically just because this chapter is a lot of just kind of woes. A little bit of complaining and I feel like we can all kind of relate relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all willing right now, especially um, more in the beginning of the source where she where this says she weeps bitterly with tears on her cheeks in the night. I feel like people at the moment are kind of you know crying themselves to sleep or mm-hmm. have some kind of mental breakdown during the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, whether it's because of the quarantine and the virus or it's just daily life getting at you, it's a pretty common thing and. Friends become enemies, unfortunately, and it's relatable. It is relatable, and and it's important to look at the context of this verse, which is that it's basically a cry of Jerusalem, yeah, um, a cry of the holy city after generations of trials and and tribulation and and pain, um, but just kind of drawing out this verse, it is it is incredibly relatable. And it is, I think, in the midst of all of this, a, a great reflection of things that we can find ourselves feeling. Mm-hmm. And that we can, I don't know, I think often we, we can look at the Bible and, and forget that we can find ourselves in it as well. And yeah. this, for me at least, was a good reminder of that. Mm-hmm. That there are, still, this is, it's still relevant and it's, there's still pieces of me in it. Yeah, these are still, these are people feeling these things and it's not just this day and age where we feel these things it's people have felt these things for (laughs) since the beginning of time (laughs) exactly so it's it's nothing new right 100 percent. and the second verse we're going to read is uh chapter one verse nine of lamentations which reads um, i have the new king james version so mine might be a little different than yours emma mine is um ESV. So mine reads, her uncleanness is in her skirts. She did not consider her destiny, therefore her collapse was awesome. She had no comforter. O Lord, behold my affliction, for the enemy is exalted. And I think this verse is so, it's such a heart cry, I think, of, of Jerusalem. But it is also, you know, she had no comforter. And I think oftentimes we can find ourselves feeling that, that, that there's no one to comfort us. I know, especially in a time like this where maybe you're in your house by yourself or you had to go back home and you're with all your family and yet you feel disconnected or maybe you live with your family all the time and still feel disconnected. Um, we can often just get to that point where we're like, I have no comforter. There's no one here to to comfort me. I have no one to confide in. Mm -hmm. And And I think loneliness is probably the strongest human emotion. Yeah. Um, Mm. Yeah. Whether you 
if you say you've never felt lonely or not, which is not true. <laughs> um, everyone feels lonely at some point, even if you're surrounded by so many people um, and so many people who would be willing to hold you and willing to be there for you. It doesn't really matter because you have to accept that in your heart and understand that you aren't alone. Mm-hmm. And like we said, we do encourage you, um, if at this point you haven't stopped the podcast to read the chapter, um, we would encourage you now to hit pause. We'll be right here when you're done and just uh, just read through Lamentations 1. The entire book of Lamentations is full of good stuff, um, including comments on the promises of God and, and his comforting in, in a prayer. But Lamentations 1 is just chock full of things that in this season of life that the world is in are completely relatable. You'll be able to find yourself in it. And for me, it makes me feel less alone to actually read that other people have gone through it and they went through it and they got better. Yeah. Okay, so I think we are going to start now on um, some things God says to do, some promises, and just just a little more verses for a little insight on what, what we should be doing, what um, we should be feeling, yeah. a little more information. Okay, so we are going to start with... Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9, which read, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good rapport, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. That's always such a powerful it's a very very powerful chunk of the Bible, um, even though it's just a few verses. It hits you right in the gut. <laughs> Every time. Um, it, it just, it overwhelms you with the fact that he is there to hold you. He will bring you peace. Um, he's there to sustain you. Mm-hmm. And um, all you, all you got to do is give it to him. To, yep. to praise him, which... Is easier said than done, I will admit. Yeah. But it's it's worth it. Absolutely. <laughs> Verse 6 uh, reads, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And I think that's a reminder to me, one, that God wants to hear what you're going through. He wants <laughs> to hear your requests. Mm-hmm. He desires that. He longs for it. Actually, he he's asking you to bring those things. Yeah. I mean, our burdens and our anxiety and the things we're scared of are nothing to him. It's like if we were to hold an ant. Yeah. Like, not, e- not even that. <laughs> yeah. They're nothing compared to him. Um, even though if they feel like a six-ton whale squishing us. <laughs> I don't know why I went with that mm-hmm. analogy, it but works. I'm sticking with it. Um, yeah, even though they feel like... So much weight weighing us down, and we can, we can barely walk, and we're, we feel like we're drowning. Um, if we were to just give it to him, he'd be like, "Okay, nothing, 
Yeah. Cool. It wouldn't phase him. Nope. It doesn't phase him. He wouldn't him. even blink. Yeah. And I think the, the first part of that verse is, <laughs> again, easier said than done, but it's, it's a step-by-step thing. It's, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. It's these, like, three simple things. So, like, mm-hmm. do these. And he's not saying in everything good. He's saying in everything, even even in the bad times, praise him because mm-hmm. he's growing through that. He's absolutely. teaching you. He's sustaining you. <laughs> yep, absolutely. He's holding you and he's keeping you. Which is what it, that's exactly what it says in verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through and, Christ Jesus. And that's the thing, again, when it says it surpasses all understanding, we're not, like, when people sit there and we str- people can stress about yeah. trying to understand God, and we can't. Um, and his peace is one of the things that we we will never grasp a hold of completely. Right. And so why wouldn't we want even just a little bit of it? Exactly. The next verse we're going to look at is Matthew 6.34. Yes. Uh, Matthew 6.34. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the days. It is its own trouble. Mm. Another another powerful one. Um, and obviously, we had a theme going. Um, <laughs> Just a little bit. Do not be anxious. Um, do not stress in a time of stress. I think it lays it out very clear there. It says, tomorrow, tomorrow will be anxious for itself. <laughs> tomorrow can deal with itself on mm-hmm. its own. This goes along with one of my rules of what ifs. Mm-hmm. Um, what if tomorrow we find out we'll we have to cancel everything mm-hmm. and we're just gonna have to live inside like little hermits for two years or what if what if what if what if um, stay stay in the moment stay in the day that you have one step at a time don't don't try to cross that bridge before you can even see it. Yeah. Um, he, God's already got that bridge. <laughs> he's already built it. He's already cleared it. All you got to do is walk over it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So stop worrying about something that you can't even see or know. Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. Diving into Hebrews uh, chapter 6, verse 11 reads, And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. I think this is not only... This speaks kind of our hopes for everyone, but also God's hopes for people to stay diligent. And um, what was the exact wording? And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until yeah. the end. Okay, so it's not only our hope for you guys, but God, God's hope for all of us to stay diligent in hope. Something that we wanted to mention um, that we did a pretty good job of um, but the, the context of these verses is critical. And, yes. and we don't want to pull them out of context in any way. Um, we've just found these verses to, to speak to a place in our heart that we felt was really important mm-hmm. in this time. And very encouraging. Exactly. Which is very, impo- very, very important in this time. But the, the book of Hebrews is really just an exaltation of Christ. Um, it really is just a, a beautiful book. And a, a book of encouragement as, as well as 
it's another book that we do recommend that you guys just um, read. <laughs> you probably do have time. <laughs> no, no joke. Um, that you, if you're just sitting there and you're kind of bored and you don't really know what to do, is to sit down and read the book of Hebrews. Um, I know every time I've read through it, I've, I've grown more. I've thoroughly enjoyed it every it's, time. It's mind blowing. Um, and there's always something that that hits me mm-hmm. when I read it. Okay, so um, now we're going to dive into some promises. Um, and I'm here in Isaiah 43, and I'm going to read 43-2. Um, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And though the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. In these verses, he's basically saying, um, I've got you. Mm. Um through the water, through the fire, through the flame. Um, he's got us through natural disasters and everywhere in between. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's, he's always going to be there holding your hand. And absolutely. I don't know why, but I've always thought of this as um, him like piggybacking us <laughs> through like flaming, burning down f- forest fires or like mm-hmm. flooding waters. He's just like, I got you, and throws us on his back and just right. walks through it like it's nothing while we're probably up there panicking. Yeah, well, and then that reminds me of the story of um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Of, the, of Literally, like, they, they were in, in the fire. fire and completely untouched. He held them through the flames. And he was there with them. He was in the flames, like he was in. And I think that's, there's a song, it's called Another in the Fire. Mm-hmm. 100% would recommend that. But, you know, it, it is, he yeah. was there. And yeah, and this isn't, I mean, in a sense it is, but this isn't just like metaphorical fire. <laughs> I it's mean, literal fire. It's literal like, fire. He has done it before, um, but it's also yeah. metaphorical fire. I mean, and in line with that is our next verse, which is Isaiah 46, verse 4. Um, and it says, even to your old age, I am he. And even to gray hairs, I will carry you. I have made and I will bear. Even I will carry and will deliver you. And I think that is, it's it's this basically the same verse. Yeah, it's the same <laughs> it's verse, the same just message. so much more details. There's no age limit. There's no age limit. He's not like, oh, well, <laughs> I'll cover your insurance till you're 18. Mm. Yeah, it's not like, oh, we'll, we'll get you to your, like, 65 and then your retirement fund can set in sustain you. it's i will sustain you from the time you have been conceived to the time i will be able to hold you in my arms mm-hmm. and then some it really is just a beautiful picture okay so now we're going to step into some more action and promises um so i'm going to read out of deuteronomy 31 um verse 6 which will say, be strong and courageous, do not fear, nor be dreaded of them. For it is the Lord your God who is go- who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Another just a very clear statement of he's he won't leave us. He's not he's not there to just watch us. Right. Or to point and laugh at our misery. Um he he's there for the long haul right and i think you know <laughs> all of the verses that we've brought up um when talking about his his promises um were in the old testament 
And I want to be very clear that that is not where his promises end. Mm-hmm. That is where they start, and they continue throughout the rest of eternity. Um, they still haven't ended. Exactly. We're still, we're still feeling his promises. We're still um, benefiting from his promises. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't, it's not just a one time and you're done, use this wisely. Mm-hmm. It's a, I promise this for not only the person who I'm speaking to, but to all of my children throughout yeah. the ages. And I think a, a prime example of New Testament promises, as Jesus left at the end of the Gospels, he promised a helper. He promised someone else. And that was the Holy Spirit. And, mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit came. And, and he sent him, and he lives within all of us. Exactly. And so um, that's just one <laughs> beautiful example of the promises uh, in the New Testament. But not only that, here he does say in the very beginning, be strong and courageous, do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. Um, very clear, very clear picture. Mm-hmm. Um, he's there again, holding our hands, walking us through. We have nothing to fear. Okay, now we're going to transition a little bit out of his promises into a little bit of a community focus, which we know in this current time is super difficult to to imagine, to picture, to, to work with community. But as followers of Christ, as humans, we not only are called to community, but desire it. And we wanted to take just a little bit of time to highlight some of the verses that we've found to just kind of touch on that a little bit that, that do show that we are called to it. Okay, so we're going to start with 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, which reads, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanses us from all sin. Um, I think that verse is just really powerful because we have fellowship with one another, and, and I think, you know, that's just something that, that and statement is just so important. It's not a but statement um, or an or statement. It's a, an and. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So so not only do we get to walk in community and be together and, and bear each other's burdens and, and walk through life, but we also get to walk in purity, I guess, mm-hmm. um, with Jesus. And I think that's just, that's just a beautiful thing. So I'm going to hit Hebrews 10, verse 22, which says, Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Um, it, just, it does state, I mean, I've said this almost every single verse, but I do feel like it's very true, at least in my heart, they're very clear-cut verses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think this verse is, is just... I don't know. Again, we're back in Hebrews. It's an amazing book. You should all read it. Um, but I think this is good. I think the beginning part where it says, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, I think is is something so, it's almost, I, I read it and I just, I feel this, this no strings attached kind of community. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's important to look at it first and foremost, that the word community is based on the word communion, which we are called to have with Jesus first and foremost. So yeah. our community and our communion stems from God. And, and having communion and community with God allows us to draw near. So this verse is actually talking about that nearness to God. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it is relatable in that our relationships and our friendships are supposed to mirror the relationship we have with Jesus. And so we should 
first and foremost talk about with full assurance of faith. Um, again, easier said than done. Yeah. Um, we usually end up being a little bit wobbly <laughs> in our faith, in our assurance. Um, but there, we shouldn't have any lagging of faith, whether it is our, in faith in our community in Christ or faith in our community in um, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. So our last verse in this little, this mini segment, <laughs> this, a sub-segment um, of his promises and the things that we are called to do and in community, we're going to look at Acts 2.42, which... As people who love food, who love cooking for others, and who love bread, um, additionally love eating and sharing meals, this verse is one that I personally and I know Emma both feel a strong connection to. Um, but this is as the the church is growing. The context, the historical context of this is as Jesus is left, he's ascended, and his followers are going around teaching and being in community with one another. And so chapter 2, verse 42 says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. And... One of my favorite things to do is, is is eat with people, to break bread with people. And I think this is such a strong picture of how they were doing that. They continued steadfastly. Steadfast, I mean, that's like, think of like a ship, a massive ship being anchored to the bottom of the ocean, not moving in the night, staying. That's steadfast. Um, continuing to stay in, in, in communion, in in community and um, and in the and, teachings of the apostles, and, yeah, and teachings of the apostles of Christ, um, they weren't just like, oh, he, he's, cool, he's gone. <laughs> Thanks for what you said. <laughs> we're okay. gonna keep. <laughs> um, they were like they they were really like let's go, let's go talk about this. Let's let's fellowship together. Let's mm-hmm. dwell. I want to be with my brothers in Christ. I want to. There's a very important thing and um, when it comes to fellowshipping with not just other people, but with people in Christ. Um, it's it's such a fulfilling moment. You mm-hmm. feel whole. You feel like, yeah. I am with my family. And that's basically what they were doing. They, they were staying with their family. Absolutely. Yeah. And before we move on to the, to the last chunk of this segment... Um, we're going to talk a little bit about what our views on community in this um, worldwide season are. Mm-hmm. In that you're not allowed to leave your house. <laughs> you're not allowed to hang out with people. You're not allowed to go to work. Um, and, and how does community happen in that? And I think the honest answer for me is I don't know. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people actually know a, a complete answer. A just a one and done answer. Um, because there isn't one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're very lucky in this day and age that to have Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and Snapchat because it does help us stay somewhat connected. And we're able to call our friends, call our moms when we're sitting there so bored and tired of hearing and listening to our own thoughts. Um, so we're, we're very blessed to have a more easy way out <laughs> or a more easy way to stay connected. It's not like we have to sit down and write a letter and then wait two weeks to hear a response. Yeah. 
um, even though I actually was just doing that because it's, it's quite fun and really exciting. Letters are amazing. They are amazing. Um, I also feel like you need community to somewhat stay sane, and you're hearing that from an introvert, <laughs> from someone who likes to be alone and likes to be in their own thoughts and likes to stay home. Um, but there is going to be a point in time where everybody goes crazy, whether you're an introvert and an extrovert. And doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, really. Yeah. And we're going to dive into that a little bit later, the difference between an introvert and an extrovert in the midst of this, um, this time, this pandemic, and social isolation or social distancing. Um, but I think my encouragement would be that... Just because you can't see people doesn't mean you don't have to be in community. And it is important to connect, to reach out, to allow people to contact you. Um, and, you know, back to what we were saying is that we are first and foremost supposed to be in community with God. And, and so in the midst of this, to not lose sight of that. And on the note of encouragement, the last five verses we have are just verses of encouragement. And so we're not going to spend a lot of time unpacking them. I think we're just going to read them. Um, And all of these verses will also be available in our bio, in the bio for this episode, um, or the description of this episode. Um, And you'll also be able to find them on on Instagram. Yes. We will link them down um, below a new post if you'd like to... Um, just quick read down through the uh, lists if you've found something that um, kind of spoke to you that that seemed to hit a little home for you yep all right um so i'm here in psalms 28 verse 7 uh, which reads the lord is my strength and my shield in him my heart trusts and i am helped in my heart exalts and with my song i sing thanks to him Mm. And I am going to read Psalms chapter 56, verses 3 through 4, which say, Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? That verse for me hits home very <laughs> a lot. Because um, it says at the end, like, what can flesh do to me mm, it's so good and i um, think that is such a strong encouragement too um, it and it it does say fear the lord for um because he can do something to me he can mm. he is the one who can um condemn my soul condemn my spirit but um he is the only one i should fear mm-hmm. and with him on my side i have nothing to be scared of mm. and so I shouldn't look at this pandemic, this this crazy worldwide um, discord or whatever else is going in your life. You should look at it with courage and with faith. Um, and so moving on, I am going to be in Micah 7, 8. It reads, Rejoice not over me, O my enemies. When I fall, I shall rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. Mm. that's so good and I think in this time you know it can seem very dark it can seem very grim but the Lord is our light and he's our source of light yes and he is so bright that no darkness can peek through 
Next, we are going to be looking at Hebrews 11, verse 1, which says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And man, if you like, again, with the verses that are just cut into my soul, but this one, it's, you know, it's describing what faith is. And, and faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You don't see hope and you don't see things that are not seen. And so faith really is not based on your sight or based on what you can sense or feel or see. It, it is that deep peace in your soul mm-hmm. that says, I know that it doesn't matter what I can or cannot see because God is in control. And that is what faith is. Faith is, is knowing who God is and choosing to believe that his will is good despite everything that seems to be going on. And I think that's so powerful. I 100% agree. It does show that faith isn't easy. Um, like the age-old saying, I won't believe it till I see it. Uh, and so you're, you're going to be sitting there waiting for a long time if you're waiting, waiting to see faith. Right. Um, in a sense, you can see faith in other people and how they walk in their faith, but you will not see faith in of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's right there at the definition of faith. And it's so good. Man, Hebrews. It's a fine book. You yeah. should read it. If um, you haven't ever read Hebrews, read it. Please do. If you've read please Hebrews, do. read, read it, it again. <laughs> All the time. Okay, and for our last verse of um, encouragement, I'm going to be reading First Peter 5-7, which um, I feel like a, a lot of you are very familiar with, um, but I... I really do believe it is one of the best note to end on, um, which just says, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Clear, clear cut to the point, end of story. He's just saying, he, again, he wants you to give him all your fears, all your stress, all your anxiety, all your worries. He yearns for you to give them to him so that we can praise him correctly, so that we, we don't have any blurriness of worldly things and worldly feelings and human emotions um, to contaminate, in a sense, mm. of our our praise and our worship to him. Mm. Um, and, he, and it doesn't say that he's just like, oh, I want you, I'll, I'll, I guess... I'll hold your stuff for you so that you can you can sing praises to me, you know. Um, he's saying, please give me all your stuff because I care for you. You are my child mm-hmm. and you are you are well loved. Mm-hmm. And you are wholly loved and completely loved by me. And I want I want to do this for you. Yeah. It's not a I guess. It's a please. Yeah. A, a longing. And I think like you said, that is a great note to end this segment on. And it is so short and it is so sweet, but it is so full of truth. And a, a very gentle but very blatant demand. Um, and so we, yeah, that that ends this segment. We have one more segment before we end the episode. And we're excited. For our last little segment, um, we're going to talk a little bit on 
um, things that we think you should do, things to keep you entertained, to keep your mind off the craziness, um, and then a little little commentary from an introvert and an extrovert on how this has affected us. <laughs> um, first, we should probably start with the introvert and the extrovert. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, we wanted to end it on a little bit of a lighter note, um, not to discredit what we had talked about earlier, but simply to just just bring, again, that peace and, and some hope and some joy into the midst of your pandemic. So, okay, Emma, as an introvert, what is one thing or maybe a couple of things that have helped you not completely disconnect? Um, ha- straight up, having you move in with me. <laughs> um... I mean, like, I have other roommates, but if you did not live with me, I would probably not leave my bed except for work. And I've left my bed a lot. (laughs) Often to move down to the couch. (laughs) Yeah, often to move down to the couch with you, but I'm still leaving my bed Mm -hmm. and um, fellowshipping and 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 putting pants on and... Having community, um, whether it's just you, um, or, um, I mean, like, we've been able to take drives and just have deep conversations or jam out to music. Um, I have my siblings that live close to me, um, that were, they're able to walk over and we hang out and go get coffee, watch some movies, um, it's just, it's a good reminder that, um, even though we're social distancing, um, and the fact that Grace and Silas live close to me, um, it, it reminds me that even though we are social distancing and a lot of places are closed and we can't really see a lot of people, um, community is still out there, it's still available, and I should take hold of that, um, and in a sense it's a little easier for me because I don't have to worry about other people coming along or um, how many people are going to be there or do I have to charge up my battery before I leave. Um, Because the people I do and have chose to spend time with are people that I have grown um, a friendship with strong enough that they aren't draining to my introvert self that I can be around them. Well, in Lexi's case, about three months straight (laughs) and not get tired. Again, like Snapchat, I still can stay connected to my friends. I can still talk to them. I can still keep tabs on how they're doing. And it helps me feel like um, calm. It helps me calm me. It helps calm me down knowing that they're doing okay. Well, I think something that we had talked about, and we talked uh, about it earlier, is that, you know, even as an introvert, you will eventually still need yeah, people. Yeah, no, yeah. I think every introvert will agree to this, that give it two weeks, three weeks, a month, depending on how much you enjoy your bed. At some point, you are going to go stir-crazy, and you're going to get bored, you're going to you're going to start freaking out and be like, I need to see someone. Um, it will happen. It's happened to me. It happens to a lot of introverts. Because we are designed for community. We are designed to hang out with other people. We are designed, like, um, 
designed to fellowship. Um, whether it's in big groups or small groups or often to once a month, it's going to happen. And so I always, I think as an introvert, I would say stay connected in any way that you possibly can. Stay connected. Try not to pull back. Because um, once you pull back, there's, it's going to be hard to go back to rebuilding friendships, to getting used to leaving your house when you have a party or that when you said yes I'll hang out and then that day comes and you're like man why did I say I was gonna hang out I just want to stay in my bed um because then that's gonna become a habit and then you're gonna lose friendships so stay connected it may suck in the beginning and like we said earlier if staying connected is just writing a letter do it yeah it might be a step forward in first you write a letter, then you text more, and then you do phone calls, and then you do video chats, and then finally when the doors open and every everyone can see, um, the gates are open or whatever is that song from um, Anna well, from, from Frozen. Frozen. Oh, I feel yeah. like at at the moment we're all Anna, and when this quarantine <laughs> ends, we're all gonna just. Fling the gates open and this open so that that's yeah. not the tune, but but that it's, I feel like that's how we're all gonna feel introverts and all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So as my oh and added on to my introvertness and how I've stayed connected. <laughs> big advice: have an extrovert move in with you. It helps a ton. I tell you what. <laughs> During quarantine, I've done more with people than I do when there isn't quarantine. (laughs) So, but on that note, moving on to the extrovert, Lexi. I feel like, hold on, before we move on, I feel like we need to clarify that we have been practicing social distancing. Yes. We are following the rules of the government. We are not going out with other people and hanging out in large groups, like, we wear masks and gloves when we go to the store. We stay in our car and six feet apart. I just hang out with her and she hangs out with me. And then yeah. Rossi's there sometimes too. <laughs> and we love Rossi. And yes. we want her there. And it, it's a hoop. We we haven't been sick and we won't be getting sick. Well, on that note, as the extrovert, um, Lexi, what has helped you stay sane with minimal human interaction but what has also helped you relax and become and adapt the introvert lifestyle (laughs) um i would agree that living with an introvert helps um having someone who's a little bit more you're like my young padawan (laughs) but are we each other's young padawan i think so (laughs) that's interesting so we're both young padawan we are the blind leading the blind over here (laughs) um but really i mean just living with you and basically not being allowed to leave my house has definitely it it was a a forced learning curve um but something you know facetime phone calls snapchat instagram facebook um yeah like um Things I've noticed is, like, when I get home from work and I'll be like, oh, how was your day? What did you do? You're like, well, I called my mom and I called my dad and I called my brother and I called Kayla and I called this person. 
Lexi's averaging about five to six phone calls every day, Monday through Thursday. But, uh, but in that, and, and in saying that, you, you're never like, oh, I, I called my mom. You're always like, I called my mom, and I called my dad, and I was able to talk to my siblings. And it always seems like it puts a little brighter spin on your day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and like, you know, when you're gone at work all day. <laughs> it, Wrestling those doggos. <laughs> it does really, it helps, you know, being able to talk to them. Um, but... Something I've learned in my 21 years of life. Lots of wisdom here, you know. <laughs> Lots yeah. of life experience. You're ancient and that's all knowing. Thank you, Olaf. Um, something that I've learned is that there's a, there's a line where I can be an extrovert and I can hang out with people and I can do things and I can be in big groups and I can, um, you know, I love my job. <laughs> and there's a point in the middle of the summer where I have five to seven days of literally being surrounded by three to four hundred people constantly. And and I thrive in that. But <laughs> that would not be Emma's yeah, cup of no, tea. No, I would die. Um, but after that, I have to allow myself to, to find rest and solitude and, and to recuperate from all of that outward energy. And... This has really been, I think, a time where even in those phone calls, I still take time to read a book. I still take time to sit and just be with myself and be with Jesus. And and that has truly helped me to still feel like myself while also continuing to grow in healthy self-care habits, which I think is good. So it's a... It's a honestly about that balance of um, extroverts have to learn to be okay with sitting in their thoughts and sitting by themselves Mm -hmm. and basically doing nothing um, or being doing nothing or be doing something with themselves Mm -hmm. and only themselves and introverts have to learn how to still stay connected when basically they'd have the opportunity of a lifetime to shut off and close that door and never move. Uh, And in the long run, if the extroverts stay stressed about when is the next time they're going to see another person and the introverts stress out about when is the next time they're going to see another person. (laughs) They're moving in two opposite ends towards very extreme side of the spectrum. Yeah, then... uh, they're just they're just gonna blow a fuse and wear themselves out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it is about that good balance of staying connected but staying rested. Yep. Yeah, and so in the final moments of our podcast, we have made a small list of things that we think um, you might want to try. That would um, these are. Um, tried and true we have done them so it's not just a list that we googled um and just said oh yeah that sounds good it's stuff that we're like you know what this was actually a lot of fun and we still continue to do it and um hasn't failed us yet so (laughs) yep so the first one that we have on here is a 30-day song challenge i don't know if you've seen that going around instagram facebook the Google, um, 
or what, but it's basically a calendar of different songs. So one of them is like a song that has a color in the title. A song with um, a name in the title. A song you want think that needs to be played loud. Mm-hmm. Um, each day has a different subject. Um, so we we sat down. Um, we, we did ours in one day. Yeah, we did ours in one day. Uh, we just had a big long drive that day, so we decided to just go through it, and we made a, it an incredible pre- playlist of some of our both of our favorite songs. True. And that was pre quarantine. Yeah, that was pre quarantine, but. Um, we highly recommend doing it. You will create a playlist of happy emotions, of sad emotions, um, and it's it just it's in a sense basically a playlist of some of your favorite songs. Yep. Um, our next little um, activity would be to try to make a dish without a recipe. I don't know about you, but well, both Lexi and I are. People who just open the cupboard and go. We don't really follow a recipe when it comes to food. We look at a picture and go, yeah, that seems right. Drives my family crazy. Yeah, my dad doesn't like it either. He's he's a recipe man as well. But um, I know how I like my food to taste. And so we just throw throw it together. And so far, each dish has been... Better and better. Better and better. We just keep improving. Um... And it is fun to just open up your cupboard and say, I need this, this, and this. Cross my fingers, it tastes good, and go. Um, yep. And if you want, write write down these recipes that you've been doing. Try to keep track and make yourself a little quarantine, quarantine cookbook. cookbook that by you. It's true. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that. We I, like I look forward to it every night of like cooking dinner together. Yeah. Um, like we've made, or even some, not even cooking dinner together, just cooking dinner. Yeah, yeah. we made um, some bomb pizza. Oh my uh, gosh, it was such good pizza. That pizza again. <laughs> um, we're gonna make some really good butter chicken here soon, but we basically watched a two minute, no, not even, just a little thirty second <laughs> clip clip on Instagram, and we're like, ooh. And we're just... But here's the thing. It's not butter chicken, like the Indian butter chicken. It's yeah. like chicken that's rolled up with butter and then breaded and fried. <laughs> yeah. So, so... Yeah. Anyways... It's the American version of butter is We basically find inspiration through a video or a picture or a, something we've... Passed in the grocery store. Yeah. And we just go. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Um... Especially for those people who do follow recipes, I would suggest doing this. Um, break out of your comfort zone a bit. Just test out your own cooking skills. Um, I I bet they're great. And if it doesn't work the first time, try and try again. Uh, I can guarantee you the first time I said, I'm not using a recipe, it probably didn't taste very good. Granted, I was probably nine, but... <laughs> so, I was making mud pies. That's what I started not using recipes on. True. Just throw a little little grass, mm-hmm. some dried leaves. There's an eggs. apple over there. Yeah, I'm not sure where it came from. But we're putting it in it. Um, yeah, and the last thing we have on here, which is, of course, not the last idea, um, but I think the last thing we're going to talk about today, start a dream journal. Uh, whether that is a things that you're like, I have this dream, um... 
and that's drawing a picture or writing or, you know, just jotting down your thoughts about that dream. Or if that's literally like when you're asleep and you wake up and you're like, holy crap, I just had this super weird dream. Which that's what mine is about <laughs> because, you know, I have the weirdest dreams the weirdest known to mankind. It's so weird. Like, I don't know. It's super weird. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so just start a journal, a log of those. Um so that you can remember them, so you can look back and laugh at them, so you can tell them to other people after you can leave your house. Um, any other thoughts on dream journals? I highly recommend it. I I think, I mean, I should probably make a book out of some of my dreams because I think they're very... I personally love to hear other people's dreams. That's one of the first questions I ask people in the morning. It's like, how'd you sleep and what did you have for a dream? What did you dream? I'm a um, huge disappointment. The human the mind, to my to me, especially when it comes to dreaming, is just so incredible. And I, I like I, I would love to hear your dreams. Um, that's another thing. DM us some of your dreams if you ever if you ever like. I want people to hear this. I think this is great. I think this is hilarious, or I think this is just straight up weird. I would love to hear it. So Absolutely. please tell me. Absolutely. All right. Well. I do believe that that is the conclusion of this episode of life. And in the words of our favorite fish friend, just keep swimming. And we'll leave you with that. Sweet. Sweet. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode of life. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. We love your feedback and tune in next week.